0: All right, welcome back. Here we go. Sports Daily, Eric Biennemi. He's now a Washington commander, the offensive coordinator there in a bet-on-yourself move for sure for Biennemi, who has been looked over as a head coaching opportunity again. All right, LaShawn McCoy, who was an original you know, uh, critic of Eric Biennemi, played for him for a very brief time in Kansas City. I'll just read you some of the quote here. He said this on FS1. Quote, what's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? The problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the passing game at all. When the plays are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dable with the Giants a very good coordinator. I can tell you about Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But Derek Biennemi, what makes him good? When we watch film of practices and we correct the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Uh, He goes on to say he's rooting for him as a black coach and and his success and guys get overlooked and that he wishes him well. He just says, where is the true value at? I think, Tommy, that whether you believe, because other Chiefs have come back and disagreed with with Shady McCoy, Jamal Charles, uh, didn't. But that's the thing. So the guys that... (laughs) The guys that defended Eric Bienemy didn't say, at least that I've seen, that what LaShawn McCoy was saying wasn't true. They are downplaying its importance for sure, right? But they're not necessarily saying, yes, he did talk in those meetings. He very much did this. They're just saying he's a great dude and he deserves it. And why are you picking on him, basically? But I think that's the issue that Eric Bienemy was never going to be able to overcome. We talked about this last week before he we went over there, Tommy. Like Doug Peterson was connected to Andy Reid, but Doug Peterson has such a clear connection to quarterbacks, right? Eric Bieniemy's a running backs coach, and I don't know how much that's valued anymore in the NFL. Fair or unfair, that was his path to get there, and he just so happens to be underneath one of the most involved offensive head coaches we've ever seen in this league. He had to get out if he wants to be a head coach. It just wasn't going to happen. But you know the
1: two guys that are the most critical of Eric Bieniemy, LaShawn McCoy... And Le'Veon Bell are both running backs that neither one of them had success in Kansas City. They barely played. They didn't really do a whole lot. Both of them came in with these expectations that they could, you know, recreate the success that they had, had uh, at their former stops, and neither one of them did that. And neither one of them are in the league anymore. And so you don't see guys that have had success. In the Kansas City offense, critical of Eric Enemy. Jamal Charles is defending him. Tyreek Hill is defending him. These are guys that have had success in that system that regardless if Andy Reid is leading the charge as the head coach, Eric Enemy is a key cog in the machine to make that whole thing happen. And I think the reason why LaShawn McCoy is going on national TV and you know talking about the value and all of that is because... I'm sure he probably didn't feel like he was utilized to the best of his ability during his time in Kansas City. But he was also kind of a shell of his former self when he came in and played for Kansas City. So, you know, I think you have to get to that get that context around it too that he kind of flamed out with the Chiefs. Didn't really wasn't able to really have a a big time impact when he was a member of the roster. So, I think that's one of the re- one of the reasons why you have to kind of take what Shady says with a grain of salt, because I think if he had had success in Kansas City, you probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't see him saying that.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, that. I don't look the thing about the LaShawn McCoy angle to this is I I don't necessarily. I don't value like his opinion any more than anybody else's. But what I think has been really interesting about him doing this is he's saying the things that, to me, are the only logical reason that bien hasn't had his chance. Yes, the NFL has an issue with hiring black coaches. There is no question about that. The numbers tell us that, right? It's not a true representation. There's no doubt about that. I don't know— I don't think it's been singularly that though that's held Eric Bienami back. Is it a contributing factor? I mean, probably so. I, I don't know that answer. And and I would defer to somebody with more knowledge on that to, to answer that question. But what I do always wonder is why are so many different teams so consistently overlooking him specifically, right? And and I and I don't know the answer, but I've always wondered, right? Is it because he's a running backs guy and everybody's focused on the quarterback right now in the passing game? And and sometimes LaShawn McCoy points those things out, and I'm like, it makes sense to me. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. But, but does I the think title it's,
1: really matter all that much? I mean, okay, it's not so the title, they, it's the path. What, it's the it's right, the but path. what I'm saying is that if the argument is that Eric enemy isn't involved in the passing game, that's what LaShawn McCoy is saying, uh I would imagine that somebody like Matt Nagy, who, yeah, he's a quarterback's coach, so he's going to be involved in the passing game probably more than Eric Bieniemy is. But if it's Andy Reid doing it, it's Andy Reid doing it. And so Matt Nagy was able to go and get a head coaching job. Uh, and if that's the case, if LaShawn McCoy is correct and that Andy Reid is doing all the heavy lifting as far as the passing game is concerned, then why did Matt Nagy get a head coaching job?
0: Well, look what what was Nagy? I mean, I, I I've got to look at Nagy's direct path. Eric Bieniemy was a was a player. I mean, we know more about Eric Bieniemy's path than than Matt Nagy's because he was a former player that was a pretty good running back for a while. Um, let's just look at what position he played. Uh, he was, I think he was a was he a quarterback? He was the quarterback's coach. For Kansas City, yeah, and he was a quarterback. Okay, so that I mean that's a part of the same with Doug Peterson. I mean, Nagy was for the University the of level. Delaware,
1: right? I mean, but he played still, in the Arena Football League. Okay,
0: but he was a but he was a quarterback, right? And and Doug Peterson was a quarterback, and uh, Sean McVay's guys, I, I you know Zach Taylor, for instance, was a quarterback, right? I, I've always thought that the fact that Eric Bieniemy was coaching running backs. Right, like not a dying breed, but certainly a different uh, view of that position now than it used to be, has been a contributing factor because Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We know Andy Reid's the guy that designs these offenses. They t- everybody talks about it. The players talk about it all the time. Andy Reid's the guy that gets credit for that, and and obviously they're not intentionally, you know, discounting Eric Bieniemy's role in that. But Eric Pieny was a running backs coach in college. Uh, he, w- he was an offensive coordinator at Colorado before becoming the running backs coach in Kansas City and then ultimately taking on the offensive coordinator. But he's never been like specifically listed as like a passing game coordinator no. or anything like that. And, and I, I just feel don't, like in the NFL, they value that more.
1: I just don't think it's right, though that if the narrative is that Andy Reid is right. doing all of this, if Andy Reid is the one that's driving the ship, and, and I don't have any doubt that he is. I mean, of course, he's one of the most brilliant offensive-minded head coaches in, in in the history of the league. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. But if he is the guy that is driving the 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 boat, then why is Matt Nagy getting a head coaching job? Like clearly NFL teams valued what because Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, brought Nagy to the was table. a
0: quarterback because he was a quarterback. He has he has more experience in passing game in in passing offenses. I mean that's I it. Just, that, I'm not telling you it's fair. I'm telling you I'm telling you that that's what's that's the only difference that I can find is that is the fact I just that the think- enemy.
1: And this is not a, it's not a knock on Matt Nagy. I like Matt Nagy. And a lot of people are suggesting that he might end up being the head coach in waiting in Kansas City. I'm not knocking him whatsoever. I'm just saying that if you're going to value Andy Reid 100% and say he's the one that's doing all of it, then I think you have to discount all of his assistant coaches. I don't think point, he's the right? one
0: doing all of it. I don't think he's the one doing that's all of it. That's what LaShawn
1: McCoy is saying. LaShawn McCoy Reed is saying is doing all the talking.
0: Within the as in regards to the passing game, let I me mean, let me ask you this, and I want an honest answer here. How much of Patrick Mahomes' success would you attribute to Eric Bieniemy? Um, I would give him,
1: I would give him a little bit of credit, I wouldn't give him like the lion's share of the credit, but I think that it's. Like I said before, I think Eric Enemy is a cog in the machine of the Kansas City offense. And I would suggest that the running game for Kansas City, when it's successful, has helped Patrick Mahomes be even more successful. And that's directly tied to Eric Enemy.
0: I just mean the d- d- direct success and development of Patrick Mahomes. Because I think the answer, if we're being honest, is probably very little. Now that doesn't mean anything to Eric Biennemi's qualifications to be a head coach, right? Like, guys can be great head coaches that come from a billion different walks of life and paths to get there. And Eric Biennemi's value, before we had the little controversy of last offseason, Eric Biennemi, like, guys go to war for that guy, right? So I'm not saying that any of this is fair, number one, because I don't think it is fair. I'm just trying to understand why right why executives continue to not value his contributions as much as guys that have been quarterbacks guys is there a racial component again I I think that there probably is whether it's intentional or not but I want to understand because I know that every owner in the league wants to win right and and why they think that Matt Nagy is qualified, or Doug Peterson's qualified, but not Eric Bieniemy, and I think it's simply because they're involved with the quarterbacks in the passing game, and Eric Bieniemy's role is not that. It has a significant and important role, and the other reality is he's had a lot of time with Andy Reid. You don't think he's picked up and learned about that stuff? Sure, and of in course the Andy he Reed, has.
1: In the Andy Reid coaching tree, since he's been in Kansas City, you've seen Doug Peterson. As the offensive coordinator, go and get a head coaching job, and then go get yep. another one. We saw Matt Nagy slide into that role as the offensive coordinator, go get a head coaching job, and now he's back with Kansas City. But he went and got that head coaching job with Chicago. Eric Bieniemy is the next in line, and even though Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy had different paths to get to that offensive coordinator role than Eric Bieniemy did, who was a running back for Colorado, was in the NFL for a while, and then ultimately ended up in that role, they all still, all three of them, had the same job title as offensive coordinator, and more than likely, all three of them have had and have large voices in that locker room and in designing the offense now, whether or not Andy Reed is the spokesman for it or the he is, obviously he's the leader of the team and he, he's an offensive minded guy. So he's clearly involved. But if that's been a knock on Eric Bieniemy, that, well, you know, Andy Reed's pretty involved in that offense. You don't think Andy Reed was involved when Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy were the offensive coordinators? Of course Absolutely. He was. he was. Of course, of course he, was. he was. And they still and- got head coaching jobs.
0: Yeah, and and they but they coached specifically the quarterback position. Here's an even better case uh, than the ones you're making. Brian Dable, Brian Dable was a safety as a player and started as a defensive assistant and and has become one of the great offensive minds right in the NFL right now. It can come from anywhere. It can come from anywhere. And the fact that Eric Bieniemy played running back, it's naive to think he could never coach a passing game because he played running back and has coached running backs right but I'm just trying to understand. I think it's the reality, which is why the move to Washington makes a ton of sense. If he has success in year one as Washington's offensive coordinator, if they get better, and you want to talk about a gamble now, we don't know who their quarterback is uh, necessarily. So, but if he goes there and they're successful offensively, and let's just say they improve offensively, he's going to be head coach two years from now. It'll take that, it'll be that fast, right? If he goes... And they're good, he'll be an offensive coordinator right away. And if I mean a head coach right away. And if he's not, then there is something much bigger happening somewhere that we don't know about and we can't see. Because it won't take it, it will take no time for him to say, hey, look, it wasn't all Andy Reid, for him to get hired immediately, I would think.
1: And if we're talking about, you know, paths to get to where you are today, what did Andy Reid play? Tight end? He was an offensive lineman. I, don't, I mean, yeah. and look, and that—that's great. Totally. Like, I don't care. I don't care what don't. Andy Reid did 50 years ago. I don't. It doesn't bother me in the same way that I don't care what Eric Bynami or Matt Nagy or Doug. I don't care what these guys did in the past or what it took to get them to this position. I want to know what they're doing right now. And going back to my original point, the only ones, the only players that are publicly blasting Eric Bynami are the ones that didn't have success under him. That's it. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy, Le'Veon Bell. Those are the only two guys that are coming out on, on social media and on national TV that are knocking him. That's it. And so you you think that there might be a little bit of bitterness there? Probably. They they weren't able to have the success with Eric Bieniemy as their offensive coordinator, as guys like Jamal Charles and and others that had been through that system. They were able to have.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is one of the real questions it is so fascinating to me this dynamic and and you know it, it's it's just if you go into the racial component of it and wonder like because look I, I've I listened and observe and do these things and I know for a long time and I don't think it's the case anymore thanks to some some awesome trailblazing young quarterbacks but it wasn't that long ago where there were a lot of people, who didn't think black guys could play quarterback well. And, and as silly as that seems now, it was the reality again, not that long ago. I think we've broken through that. And I don't think people feel that way much anymore. If at all, there's probably something still to running an offense, right? right. Being a head coach, being an offensive genius. It, it It's one of those stereotypes you wonder about, like, like, gym rat right when you talk about successful white basketball players oh he's a gym rat he's he's in the film room all the time like all the all those cliches you wonder if it goes the other way and and i think that we'd be very naive to not realize that it does go the other way when it comes to eric being in this situation now to happen over and over again every off season though that's the part of it that that has that's what's fascinating to me and like there's there. What is it here? And and again, we we talked about this last week. If there was ever a time, the reinvention of this Chiefs offense and the development of a seventh round pick. You want to talk about run game? Think look at the development of Isaiah Pacheco in that run yeah. game, which was non-existent to a contributing factor to them winning a Super Bowl. Like if there was ever the off season, it was this one. Yeah, <laughs> and then and, and, and right. then here we and go I, again. Right. And
1: then I also look at, and we talked about this last week, too, the list of guys that have gotten NFL head coaching jobs over Eric Bieniemy in the last two or three years. Not all of them are bad, but some of them are really right. bad. Urban Meyer is really bad. Yeah, but Adam Urban Gaze, Meyer, at least,
0: there have been worse ones than Urban Meyer. Now, the results on Urban Meyer were the worst they could be. Adam the at the was time, re- you're like, Adam
1: eh. Gase got I, oh, two head coaching jobs with the Jets and the Don't bring up Dolphins. Adam Gase. Joe yeah. Judge was terrible. Like there were Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. There were terrible head coaching hires. They all got jobs over Eric Bieniemy, and even in spite of that, he still can't get a head coaching job. Let
0: me ask you another question, just for a, a hip shot reaction. When and if the opportunity comes for Eric Bieniemy to be a head coach, do you think he'll be a successful one? Yes, I think so too. Uh, because I think he's going to be able to, even if these, you know passing game deficiencies are there as Shady McCoy uh, alludes to, I think that sometimes being the absolute architect of the of the offense isn't necessary to be successful, right? Like you can do that when you surround yourself with other great people. And, and I think that Biennemi would be able to do that. And it's really can you motivate that locker room and can you keep things in order and how organized are you and all those little things because we see defensive coaches, right? Mike Tomlin be great head coaches. Mike Vrabel, right? It happens all the time. So it, it it's it's more about personality with those guys. And I think Bienemy has some of that personality, right? He at least sen- seems to. So it it, it is – this this thing has been so weird and odd to watch. And I I am real curious to see how it goes in Washington. It's Tommy, they don't have a quarterback.
1: Yeah. I, I'll tell you, if if he can get success out of that commander's mm. offense, if it's Sam Howell or Taylor Heineke or whoever the quarterback is there, if they go out and get a free agent or make a trade or, or whatever, they draft somebody, uh, if if Eric Bienname can get that commander's offense rolling. Man, that uh, that's incredible. And and that's exactly what he has got to do unfortunately to get a head coaching job, but I suspect he'll be able to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. We'll we'll see cuz they do have they got some talented running backs. They've got some really talented receivers and and I believe that they expect to have a decent line. So they really are they could be a plug and play quarterback offense. Um maybe. But it'll be an interesting spot. Eric B no longer with the Chiefs. Um, on another day, we can discuss what we think the impact of that will be on the Chiefs. Real quick before we take a break, uh, we'll give away uh, – we'll do another giveaway this hour here on some, uh, on some coffee cards from HTO. We launched the brew house at HTO East on Friday. Uh, we'll give away another couple coffee cards. You can come in and try it out. Let us know what you think. Uh that will go to our first caller here 869-1240 we'll come back when we're full segment to go here on this Wednesday